0: Lord, and we just thank you for yet another opportunity to serve you to worship you and to just please you lord because you please us now father we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today lord i thank you that the holy spirit is always welcome in this place and father we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed spiritually physically mentally and in every way possible And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. Well, the the title and the theme, we always have a theme, and I love it so much because it leaves you so wide open to do so many things, amen, to steal from people, among other things. (laughs) We saw a lot of that, amen, you're going to see it again. So why don't why don't you turn your books to John seven, Amen? <laughs> you ought to know where it is by heart, even on your your phone. John seven, Hallelujah. Seven verse thirty seven, and it is our theme, and I'm I'm just so excited about it. <clears throat> John seven, oh yeah. Eight won't do. Verse, <laughs> verse thirty-seven. Amen. That that won't work. It says And on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, "If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink." Amen. You know, and I was re- when I was reading that, I was thinking Jesus is the fountain of life. And this is why we drink from him, amen? Because Jesus is the fountain of life. Everything that we need is inside of him, amen? It says, let him th- if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Verse 38, he who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, amen? And that, to me, I, I was reading that. And I'm thinking rivers of living water. Those are the deep things of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And and he's talking about, Jesus is talking about the spirit-filled life. Amen. The spirit-filled life. So that's what we're going to talk about today, the spirit-filled life. Maintaining a spirit-filled life. Amen. And it says out of, um, let's see, where am I at? Let's do 39. It says, but if he... But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he was talking about things to come. Amen. And he was preparing us, as he always does. You know, when Jesus died, he gave up his, the ghost. That's his part of what was on the inside of him. That word river, meaning the anointing. So he gave up his anointing for us. And we have a part of Jesus that, you know, is the most, I think, the most important part. We can do anything with his anointing. We can do anything with this this flowing water that's on the inside of us. So Jesus is the fountain of life. And out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to rephrase that. And this is what I'm going to say. Out of you will flow the mysteries of God by his spirit because of the anointing. Amen. Amen. So let the healing waters flow. Amen. Hallelujah. Flow like a river to heal, to deliver, to strengthen, to save, and to set free. So when that healing water, when it flows, it does all of these things and more. Amen. It transforms us into a a person that just glows like a city on a hill. A person that God can use in this end time. Amen. Hallelujah. Free from all of these worries, all of these natural things that surround us, that can hold us up or, you know, stop us from being, being complete in him. And so God wants us to operate as a well, uh, well-oiled machine, amen, with a heart. Hallelujah. But this is he, that this is what he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. And this is what he was preparing us for, that we'll carry his spirit because I want my Father to be glorified in you. And we'll do great and mighty works, amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus was promising the spirit-filled life, the abundant life, the Holy Spirit without measure, and this is what I believe, the Holy Spirit without measure, amen? A life of wholeness, healing, peace, joy, and a life of promise, amen? So this feast, this was a celebration, and I believe this was the most important part of Of the ceremony, it was the last day of the ceremony, and the most important uh, message that he could ever give the people who were there, amen, because he was fulfilling something that was yet to come, and as we know it is here, and the people rejoiced according to Isaiah twelve so if we can turn there, isaiah twelve <clears throat> verse two. And it says that people rejoiced Amen, let me find Isaiah. And it says that they, uh, according to Isaiah 12:2 I said that, but I need to find it, right? <laughs> okay. Isaiah 12:2. And it says here, "Behold. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Amen. Therefore, with joy, you you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Amen. So Jesus is referred to as the wells of salvation. And they were having such a glorious time at this last Uh, uh, I will call it a a last celebration before Jesus went um, to be with the Lord and sit at the right hand of the Father. Amen. I want to read it in the, I think I wrote the uh, Amplified down. Behold, God of my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song and my salvation. Therefore, with joy ye shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. And this is the refreshing. I believe that this is what uh, those people were talking about, the refreshing. Whenever you get discouraged, whenever you're down, whenever uh, God has put something before you that you think is too hard, you know, you can draw from this well of salvation, this refreshing. Amen? And you can be strengthened. You can be given uh, encouragement. You know, you can be, your mind can be straightened out. You know, God, you know, Jesus, when he did everything, he did everything he needed to do. Let me put it like that. When he went on that cross, he said it was finished because it was. And he set it up. Amen. He set it up so we won't fail, that we will succeed in everything that we do. So when things come upon you, whatever that need is, whether it's sickness, you know, whether it's um, uh, something wrong in in your family or your finances, you can draw from this well, amen? And you can receive the refreshing. And not only, I believe, in the refreshing, there's wisdom and knowledge. There's revelation on how to to stand having done all. Whatever you need, uh, Jesus did at that cross. So that we could draw from his works. Amen? Amen. And those who love the Lord will themselves become channels or spiritual refreshings. See, whatever Jesus was, we are. So we will, when we start to draw from this well and be um, changed on the inside and we understand what, Christ did at that cross and who we are then we're we're able to translate that to other people and they will allow they will too be allowed to draw from us because we're you know we are him you know whatever Christ did that was also done on the inside of us If we receive him we have his spirit and so people can draw from the well that's inside of you and me amen hallelujah rivers of living water amen words like rivers and fountains describe for us the overflowing fullness of the spirit filled life this is the overflowing fullness spirit you know rivers of living water and all those things we have sometimes you may feel like you're dry and there's nothing on the inside of you and i believe that's what Uh, We pray in tongues for tongues is a refreshing. And when you pray in the spirit, uh, you will start to release this, this fountain that's on the inside where that dryness was, and it'll start to become moist, I'm going to say, and you'll feel more like who you really are. You know, you don't, we don't, this is why we can't go by how we feel. We have to go by what we know. And we know, and you only know it if you know who you are in him. And so God has made us who we are, no matter how we feel. And the spirit of the Lord is on the inside of us. And it's there so that others can draw from us. Amen. So that we can change people's hearts and change their minds about christ jesus and know that there's hope god always leaves hope you know there nothing is amen nothing is is ever fixed where you can't survive you know nothing is ever fixed where things are shut down and this is just the way it is and things will never change you know god is always on the move god is even taking care of those things that have not happened yet in your life amen but he's always given us a way out. And he's always given us a ray of hope. You know, there's always hope on the inside. And you can feel like the, the driest person in the world. But, you know, somebody will come into your life. And when you open your mouth, you can they can always get a word because of that well that's on the inside of us. Amen. That overflowing, overpowering powering uh, power that's on the inside of us that... We allow people, all you have to do sometimes is open up your mouth, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do because of how we feel and what we're going through. But I'm telling you, if you just trust God and just look to the hills from which our help comes from and know that there is hope, you know, hope in thine end, hope in whatever it is that you want from God, know that he's never left us. You know, it's just a feeling, and we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. So just know that, that that well is on the inside of you, and it's just waiting for somebody to come so that you can share Christ with them. Amen. And I believe that's the well or the river that's on the inside of us. It's the spiritual life. And we must always know that we have that. I don't care how bad things ever look. You know, I, I was listening to Pastor Kelly yesterday, and she was saying it's not what it looks like. And that was so encouraging. Just just that little bit from her was so encouraging. It's not what it looks like. And so we have to go with that. Go with what you know. You know that God is working for you, that he has not quit you. He has not gone anywhere. You know, he is on the inside of us, amen. And no matter what stands before us, it's not what it looked like. And so sometimes you have to push past how you feel or push past what things look like and go with what you know. And what you know is Christ is in you. He is the hope of glory, amen. And he'll never leave nor forsake you. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, amen. A lot of times we're trying to do things out of our own strength. And when we open up our mouths, people will hear that dry place, you know. But we have to lift ourselves above. I'm telling you, when you pray in the spirit and you can push past that dryness, push past that mountain or whatever that thing is that will try to attach it, you know, it's, I think it's, it's outward. Things, things on the outside that try to contain us and try to uh, control what's going on on the inside. But your outer cannot control because what's on the inside of you is better and stronger, more powerful than what's on the outside. So sometimes you have to push past that. So that, you know, people can hear what's really on the inside of you. Amen? And so we need to remember that when we get in a dry place, there's a well, a wellspring on the inside of us that is alive. It's God. And we have to draw from that. Sometimes it'll just lay there and nothing will happen. But you have to draw from it. You have to want to draw from that thing. You know, you pray in the Spirit. And I believe that's how you tap into that well. You know, or that that spring, because it's life. Amen. It's a spring of life. And you tap into it, and then when that starts to flow, you can share with everybody. And it elevates you and lifts you up and makes you feel better. Amen. And so I, I tell you, if we learn to walk in the Spirit, we won't have to fight so hard to draw from that well that's on the inside of us. Amen. Always keep God front and present. Repent quickly. And just do the things that God has told us to do without fear. Amen. And so we always have to understand that there is a wholeness inside of us. And sometimes we don't feel like it, but we have to live by faith. Amen. And not by how we feel. Amen. So I believe God is calling us to all in this hour. A surrender all to bring the body of Christ back to where we need to be for battle amen to strengthen us you know let the healing waters flow we need healing you know it's so many of us that are wounded hurt some some of this wounding is of our own doing and because we listen to the wrong thing you know we wound ourselves you know because we listen to the wrong thing we say the wrong things we're in company with wrong people and so what we need to do is surrender all. God is calling us to surrender all to the body of Christ, where we desire Him and Him only. And He becomes number one in our lives and we just live to please Him first. When we want to and when we desire to please Christ, the rest of our lives goes so much easier. Amen. But when we're in you know, when we're entangled with problems And, and, you know, just the worries of today. It's it's not much left to share with others, although the good news is in there. And so what we have to do is we have to fight off, you know, uh, our natural surroundings or the things in the natural. You know, we have to fight that off and learn how to guard ourselves, you know, so that, in other words, keep the word in our mouths. Keep it before our eyes do Proverbs 4.20 all the time, every day. And when we do that, we'll we'll stay encouraged ourselves. Because first you have to encourage yourself before you can encourage anybody else. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I I just believe that we need to uh, just surrender all to God. And I'm telling you, in these times right now, they're upon us already. God is calling our attention to him. Amen, and letting, letting our natural surroundings, letting those things be secondary or third, you know, fourth, put things in perspective where you put Him first because we need so much from Him. Amen. You know, there's an end time, a, a war that we're fighting. We're in time worries, and we have to prepare. And I think this surrendering all is a part of preparation for what's to come. Amen? And so we need to always think of what do we need to do for him because we need so much from him. And so we need to put so much of our lives on the inside of Christ, and he will bring the best out for everybody for ourselves and for others amen so why don't we go to the book of acts right quick acts the second chapter hallelujah just want to go back and just lay a foundation so that we'll be on one accord acts 2 verse 1 talking about the day of pentecost amen We need to maintain a spirit-filled life, and that's what we're talking about. And it's as much a part as following God's plan. In other words, you cannot follow God's plan for your life if you are not um, maintaining your spirit-filled life. You can't do it. You do things up in, up, um, in part. But to find out, you know, like a lot of people say, well, I want to know what God's plan, what what his purpose is for my life. And they haven't, they're barely saved, if that. And they don't receive the baptism because they don't look at that as part of the package. But, you know, that's part of our born-again package. Amen. It's a gift. You want all the gifts that you can get. And so, you know, uh, praying in tongues is a gift. Having a spirit-filled life and maintaining a spirit-filled life is a gift. But so many don't utilize it. Some that have it don't utilize it because they think it's not necessary. And so it is a necessary part of being uh, having a spirit-filled life. And when you have a spirit-filled life, then you can receive specific direction and instructions from God. When you maintain that, when you pray in the spirit, when you keep your spirit strong, you know, when you find yourself in a dry place, you know, then when you go to God and, and make yourself not be a, you know, a stranger to him, go to the secret place, all these things Are for us to do is call self government and maintaining what God has put inside of us. Amen? And so we need to do these things so that we'll be effective in this end time. So Acts 2 1 is where it all started. And it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, I like that word fully, and it's underlined in my Bible. It says, They were all with one accord in one place. In other words, they were expecting, they were anticipating the Holy Ghost. They were all encouraged and excited. They didn't know what was going to happen, but they knew some, God was going to do something. Amen? And so they were all on one accord but they, because they were all in one. They were of one mind. They were of one, one body because they were the body. They were the church. And so we need to get that back. And it can come back. It can come back because I see God taking down and and just demolishing barriers in the church. You know, where I'm a Baptist, I'm a Catholic, I'm a this, and I'm a... And it's no such thing. If you're born again, you belong to God and we're all one body. Amen? And I see that coming down. That denomination is coming down because it's nothing but separation. And it's like, we know more than you, or God loves us the best because we, you know, we know more. And, it, and I was hearing someone talking about how God was uh, talking about something about the churches, you know, and, did, you know, he was, you know, but God always corrects the church because we need correction. Amen. We're his children. We're sons of God. <laughs> so, And children need discipline. It's nothing wrong with God disciplining the church. Amen. You know, we mess up, you know, and sometimes a, a wrong spirit gets in the church. And I think that's how denomination happened anyway. You know, some strange people come in with their Wrong thinking, and then a lot of people get on board. But you if you read uh, Acts two one, that 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 wasn't there. Everyone was on one accord. They had one mind, one body, one faith. You know, they were all believing the same thing, and they didn't even know what they were believing for. They were just waiting for something because their spirits were charged with some expectation. They didn't know what it was, but they wanted it. Amen. So if these people could wait for days and pray and worship and glorify God waiting for something, I know that the church can get it together and and get rid of these barriers. Amen. Where you this group is over here, and they believe this, and we believe that. And now we have churches that believe in inclusion, where there's no heaven and no hell. I mean, things have changed so much. But I know God is bigger than all of this. He saw it coming, and he has a way of getting rid of it. Amen? That stuff came in with strange people. And I know God knows how to root it out. And get it out of the church because we are one body and we're all supposed to be headed to the same place. Amen. We have the same mind, the same heart, and we want the same things. Amen. And those who don't will, they'll fade away because God, you know what, what God is doing in the church, it would be too much for them. They won't be, know how to handle it. Amen. And so they'll either either convert, and that's what I believe. We will convert them, and they will want the same thing, and we'll be on one mind. I mean, the church is getting back to that place where we're on one mind, amen, one body, you know, on one accord. And when the church is on one accord, the glory falls. This is how we see God's glory. We see his glory when we all are, are hungry, thirsting after righteousness amen and the bible says that we will be filled and so i i know that god is is watching everything this is an intense time in the body of christ but you know what god has it all under control you know there's nothing that that catches him by surprise and he's already made um some type of i don't know the word i'm trying to use but he has it under control all we need to do is to have the right heart, a heart that wants more of him and less of the world. Amen. And we're here. We're there already. People are getting more serious about God. You know, they're re- repenting more quickly. And, you know, I'm telling you, the healing waters, I believe this next move of God is not the next move. We're in it already. There's going to be more healing. Amen. More deliverance. People set free. People, you know, God, see it, doing miracles in his name. You know why? Because he wants to. Because his people have been crying out. And he has heard their cry. He knows exactly what everybody needs and he's going to give it to them. Amen. In, in fact, I, I know that that time is here now. I know that God is working through his saints. He's putting more power on people. He's giving them a strategy. Amen. Amen. Giving them more wisdom, more revelation, more knowledge to help the saints. To help you out of trouble. There's people that you can go, you know, It used to be a time where it wasn't like this. You know, but there, I see a coming together, a unity of the saints. And when there's a unity of the saints, God gets so much work done, he can do things in one day. And those times are here, amen? Those times are here. People need to stop feeling so separated. Amen. Because we're one body. Amen. We are one body. Hallelujah. And that's the way it was on the day of Pentecost. They were all in one place. It says with one mind, one spirit, expecting and anticipating that something good would happen. And then in verse 2 it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. ...as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. Amen. And this was an a, a outward manifestation of the power of God. Amen. Verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. In other words, you know, spoken languages, unknown to some, known to many, you know, but those people were all on, on one accord. And this tells me that there were people from far and near, people of different different ethnicities. Did I say that right? <laughs> I know I messed it up. But, you know, they but they understood one thing. They understood the power of God. They understood that something good was going to happen. They knew that they were waiting for God to respond to their cry. And God came. Amen. And he came with spiritual manifestations of what they needed to rock this world. And it's happening again. Amen. I'm telling you. (laughs) It's happening now. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't count the people of God out. You know, the people of God are, are in unity and they love one another. Don't ever feel that, you know, that uh, all is not well. All is well in the body of Christ. Amen. We we need tweaking here and there. Amen. And God's doing that too. Hallelujah. And that's that, that surrender all that I believe God is calling us to a surrender. You know, it's like to get help, you got to turn yourself in. Because God's already fingered you anyway. He knows what the problem is. But there's a a humbling or humility that God is looking for from every one of us. So that he can do a great work on the inside of us and elevate us to the next level. Amen. People want to be promoted, but they want to keep the junk on the inside of them. God's not doing that. Amen. And no more self-promotion. Amen. No more self-promotion. Pride can't go where God's taking us. Arrogance can't go. All these things God's dealing with us. And it doesn't hurt too much. You know, it's just a, a meeting of the mind, so to speak, where God's mind and our mind is more on one accord. Where he's teaching us by his spirit to release some things, get rid of some things, so that he can give us more of him. So it's more of God, less of us in this next move of god amen and i'm telling you i need to get rid of some stuff and god god's changing people amen and it's a good thing people look at that as a threat but that's not a threat that's a good thing because it's like amen well that's true pastor bar that ain't a threat that's a promise (laughs) i like that because because he's doing it already amen so we might as well come willingly And let God have those things that bug us, those things that fear us, those things that tire us, you know, make us tired and, you know, those things that work. Because those things work against us. And we don't need the baggage. We're just so accustomed to having it that we think we have to take this stuff around with us. But God is calling to us to surrender that. Surrender all. Surrender everything. You know, let him have whatever it is that is bugging you. You know, because there's a lot of that going around. In other words, God is doing something. That's what's really happening. Amen. Hallelujah. So these people who were patiently waiting for the Holy Spirit were on one accord in one place. And then it says suddenly. And that's how I believe God's going to deal with us in the suddenlies. Amen. Hallelujah. Suddenly. Suddenly as a mighty rushing wind so suddenly god will come upon us and deliver us change us and set us free from all of these things that bind us amen things that you you have just allowed to exist in your life i believe god's coming for that amen because we don't have to we don't have to get used to things that are not right god wants to show us that he can make things right again amen I believe he wants to take us back to the way things were in the garden before sin came. Because, see, this world was not uh, supposed to be like it, it is. It was because of sin. Amen. But God is so gracious. He loves us so much. And he's not mad at us. He just wants to help us to bring us from one place to another place, a better place, amen, where we can enjoy the things of God and enjoy life. And it's about time because time is moving so quickly, amen. And, you know, I, I believe God is saying there is no more time to waste. There is no more time to waste, amen. God's not going to wait. He don't care if you ain't ready. He don't care. <laughs> he's he's going to meet you in the throne room, Amen. Or wherever he can find you. Amen. If you're not there, you know you'll find him wherever you hide. Amen. He's coming for you. And you know what? He wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. He wants to heal you. Amen. The healing waters are flowing. And all he wants to do is make your life better. Amen. And, and this is all God is interested in. He's interested in having his will be done in your life. His plan and his purpose for you. He wants to instill that. He wants to get that into effect so that you can be mighty upon this earth. Amen. So that you can win souls for him. You know, there are people who need to know what you know. Even if it's just a little bit. You know, I, I look at it like this because I look back on my life. The best things. And I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The best thing that came out of me years ago was that innocent that innocent stuff. When I was a baby Christian and didn't know much. But it was innocent, and it loved the Lord, and it wanted to reach out to people because I wanted everybody to have what I had. And it was so innocent and so sweet. I liked me back then. Of course, I like me better now. <laughs> But, you know, the way I approached the kingdom business, I can see that I didn't know much but what I knew I shared. And, and I saw an uh, impact. And we need to go back to these, these places, amen? Back to when we didn't know much. We weren't so educated in, in the things of God. But we shared. We shared that little bit of stuff we knew. And we saw people get delivered. And we saw people get set free. Amen. It was so, it's so much less junk involved in it. You know, so much less up here. You, what would you call that? Knowledge. Knowledge. But just something innocent and simple, you know, as God loves you. And he says he's going to save your family, you know. What happened to those days? But we just, you know, everybody's paranoid, you know, secretive, don't, you know. But God is coming for that. Amen. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, ready. (laughs) It's here. (laughs) That time is here. Amen. And it's not to expose you. It's to help you, amen, because the kingdom of God is at hand. And, you know, everybody's talking about how bad the world is. Well, God's trying to do something about it through you, amen. So God just wants us to be available, amen. Most of us, I already know, we're doing what we're supposed to do, but there's many that's just going to church, amen. You know, a lot of them are going to look up their pews going to be gone, amen, and they won't have anywhere to sit. They're gonna have to get. They're gonna have to get out in the vineyard and work. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Acts two. Let's go to yeah. You know, I used to have a pew, and when I I left the church, I was wondering who was sitting on my pew. Can you believe that? And it's <laughs> and it's just so many years ago. And when I say years ago, I mean years ago in my head, in the spirit realm of thinking. You know, how crazy a pew. But I ask, still sometimes I wonder who's sitting on my pew. Because it had my name engraved. My family's name was engraved on the back of my pew. Amen. And I'm wondering if it's still there. They scratched it off. <laughs> Probably did. I thought about going back to see if my name was still on my pew. But how silly can you be? Amen. Hallelujah. That kind of knocked me off, and I'm trying to find my way back. Uh, let's go down to verse 17 of Acts 2. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy and young men will see visions, and old men will dream dreams. Amen. And it says, where am I at? In 18. And on my men's servant and on my handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Amen. Well, what are they going to prophesy? They're going to prophesy about the coming of the Lord. They're going to prophesy to get right, get straight before God. They're going to prophesy to unload your, your baggage on the God. Amen. Lean on the Lord. Hallelujah. He cares for you, so allow him to carry the weight of the world. Take it off of you and put it on him. Trusting in him. You know, allowing him to love you more. You know, allowing him to fix what's wrong. Amen. Because there's nothing too hard for God. Amen. All we need to do is just let him have it. And see, sometimes we need to humble ourselves before the Lord. You know, humble yourself enough to even allow him to help you. Is that making sense? Hey, well, it went over well the other day. (laughs) Amen. So, in other words, just say yes to the Holy Spirit. Say yes to God. Amen. So, the Holy Spirit is fulfilling prophecy. So, we need to prepare for what's to come what's to come is going to be rich it's going to be great amen so we need to he abides in us we need to abide in him a little bit more if you know a lot of people are saying well i'm doing it a little bit more because there's uh uh, so many people and so many things that's going on in the in this world and so god wants to take full control of our lives where he's the leader he's the shepherd we're the sheep he leads we follow amen hallelujah he wants to lead us and guide us as the holy spirit does into all truths nothing uh, missing and nothing hidden all things open so god can help and and cleanse and get those you know we need a, a a mind that's in, in a peaceful, we need peace. And especially in our thinking, in our minds. Amen. And so the only way to do this is to surrender all to God so that he can fix things and make things right again for us so that we can go out and do the works of him that called us. Amen. 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 So just say yes to the Holy Spirit because he wants to take full control. Amen. Let's see. So we talked about the Holy Spirit being given uh, fully without measure. You know, there's nothing contained or nothing controlled in God. In other words, you can have as much of him as you want because he doesn't withhold. He doesn't give you a little bit of him. When God gives you something, he gives you everything. He gives you uh, without measure. He gives you whatever it is that you need, as much as you need. In other words, there's no ceiling or no cap on how much you can get from God. Amen. You need a lot, you take a lot. Amen. Amen. He won't withhold. You know, if you need a little bit, like most of us proper Christians, you can just take a little bit. But as much as you need, God will allow you to take as much as you need. Because the Holy Spirit is without measure. And you know what? you can't take too much of him? You know, like some people, I've heard one preacher say, boy, I tell you, when the Holy Spirit come upon me, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do with all of that. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, like something strange that we don't know about. Like he went into some kind of tunnel and, ooh, it was foggy in there. And But, you know, God will give you as he knows how much you can contain. He knows how much of you to give, how much of him to give to you at any specific time. Amen. See, people like to get too goofy and weird, and that's when I have to check out. You know, the conversation is over. (laughs) You know, and, and it was, you know, like I saw this fog, and I fell out, and fell out for two days. And, I mean, he said that. And I know that the Holy Spirit is consuming fire. I understand that. And sometimes it can overwhelm you, and that's all, but that's good. But that ain't weird. That's a good thing, amen? But, you know, it's without measure. How, However um, much of God you want, he's willing to, to share. He's willing to give to you, amen? So he's been given without measure, amen? In our hearts, we need... To allow him to come into our hearts, not just surround us in a natural way where he just gets our bodies, you know. Y'all know what I'm saying. But we need to allow him to come in, bypass this natural frame, and come into our hearts and do a complete work on the inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. God has guaranteed us. He's the Holy Spirit. He's in our heart as a guarantee. And that means that he's he's there's been a down payment made amen that he is sure to come and to help us amen and what we've seen of of the Holy Spirit and this work that's being done on the inside of us, what we've seen thus far is a foretaste of what's to come. I mean, I dare a whole bunch of people these ten thousand people churches, I dare all of them to get on one accord. And start to worship and praise and and call on the Lord. I mean, we can turn this to ooh, what would happen? You know, 10,000 people praying on one accord. God could just do so much, do a great work in that place. And it doesn't take all of those people. I'm just saying if enough people were on one accord in those places that held 10,000 it would be a great work, salvations, deliverance, people set free, people healed, amen. It would be such a, uh, uh, it would probably be just something that we couldn't imagine. But guess what? It's going to happen, and it's happening now, amen, amen. And so it's happening. We're going to see things happening, so we're, it's just going to blow our minds. Because, see, we all we know is our small confi- confines you know, what's going on around us. But God is so much bigger, and he is doing so much for the people of God, for the body. I mean, God is everywhere. He's spreading his love. He's, he's delivering people, setting people free. Amen. Giving people more knowledge, more revelation, accuracy. You know how to use the word skillfully. He's doing all of these things right in the midst of our little, hmm, I don't feel good today. You know, but the the word of the Lord is, is still moving. God's spirit is still moving. It's still hovering over his people. Amen. So don't ever get worried about what God is doing or not doing. He's doing his job. Amen. I feel great that he wants to involve us in what he's doing. Amen. That's the blessing of it. The blessing is he's using us to get his work done. So say yes to the Holy Ghost. Say yes. Let's go to First Corinthians first chapter. One core, one. Amen. That's how I do it. And it's okay. First Corinthians one verse twenty. Hallelujah. Uh did I say First Corinthians one? Yeah, thank you, no, thank you, uh, Chuck. <laughs> Did Chuck say that? She she didn't have my back. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Farr. But you know what, I think that's the wrong scripture. Now, what you going to do about that? (laughs) Yeah, Chuck. I'm looking for all the promises of God are yes and amen. And see, that's the wrong one. Chuck, you gave me the wrong scripture. Thank you, Shannon. I knew you would come forth. It's 2 Corinthians, Chuck. I'm sorry, I wrote down the wrong thing. It's two core instead of one core. <laughs> okay. That took the blame. The fall girl. <laughs> Okay, okay, so two core one twenty says for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us, amen, so all of the promises of God in him gotta be in him, amen, we have to be in him, you just can't get stuff out the Bible, and if you if you like it, you can have it you got to be in him. And that, and that promise must be for you. I mean, it's for everybody. But it must be in him. And it says, for all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, meaning he has to do it. He has to bring it to pass in him. Amen. To the glory of God through us. He's going to use you to bring it to pass. But he's gonna, God's going to get the glory. It ain't something you just make happen like Sarah. This ain't Sarah and Abraham. You know? I mean, not the first thing, but the second thing, we all we were with that. But it has to be orchestrated through God. He uses you, so allow him to prepare you, you know, and use you to bring it to pass. Amen. But God's going to do it. In other words, he is going to uh, use you. And prepare your spirit to bring it to it, to manifestation. If I can say that. Amen. So the spirit in our hearts is a guarantee. It's your guarantee that God will use you. And he will do what he promised you he will do. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen. And he shows us things to come. That's why we need him. He's our guide. He's everything to us. Our teacher. He's our salvation. He defends us. He's our advocate. He's every, see, everything is in him. If you're not in him, then you've got to get him in you more. Amen? And you have to work on that. And it's simply submitting yourself to him. And allowing him to do the work that he needs to do on the inside of you. And that's where some of us just draw the line. Because we're too afraid to trust the Holy Ghost. We have to trust him. The Holy Spirit is our seer. I believe. He guides our guide. He makes us think more clearly so we can understand things more. Amen. He does all of these things for us, but we have to let him amen and then all things are yes and amen in him through us by the holy ghost and so we have to start to trust a a lot of people they ignore the holy spirit it's like he doesn't exist but you know you have to allow him to do this great work i believe letting the healing waters flow it's all going to be done by the spirit it's a spiritual act and for people that's just looking for it to happen in the natural, that's not how it's going to happen. It's going to affect you naturally, but it's, but those healing waters are going to flow in you. I, I can't wait. And it's happening now, you know, because our minds need to be washed clean from all of this stuff that we see on TV. There's some crazy things on there. You know, not just that. The Internet and just, it's just too much. And so we need to be cleansed inside and out. And we need to give God his um, permission or the Holy Spirit permission to do a clean and thorough work on the inside of us. He's our guide. You know, we follow him. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, as the Bible says, into all truths. He won't lead you somewhere you don't need to be. We take ourselves there (laughs) without his help. But he's going to redirect our steps. And guide us, you know, and people are always say, well, the Bible says a good man is steps his order by the Lord. Yeah, but that's, it's, that order is by the Spirit. You know, they try to bypass the Spirit like they can read the Bible, get a vision, and make it happen. do not work like that. So we need the Holy Spirit. We need to allow him to do the work because he was sent to this earth, and he um, parked himself on the inside of us when we received him so that he could do a great work on the inside of us and use us in this next move of god amen, amen. hallelujah we need to seek him amen seek him and you know what we we have to know his voice the, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd amen. and when he calls and when he directs and he says no not this way that way and, and see you have to condition yourself to Uh, understanding that voice and you can't do that unless you submit yourself totally to the holy ghost amen spend time in the spirit with god seeking him and allowing him to teach us you know how to move by his spirit instead of the enemy's voice which is always present you know we sometimes move by that voice you gotta have some discernment as to what voice is talking to you And if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to come in and trust him enough to do a thorough work, then how are you going to know which voice is which voice? Amen. Amen. And so he's a discerner of voices. He's a discerner of of the, the intent of our heart. Holy Spirit knows everything. That's why a lot of people want to act like he's, you know, not there, want to shut him down. But I'm telling you, he is the one that's going to come in and do this work and lead and guide you into all truths. Move your status from one place to another place. Amen. You know, uh, uh, promotion comes by the spirit first before it even hits you in the natural. Amen. You're promoted in your spirit first. Amen. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. So the voices that you hear, not saying you all hear voices, (laughs) but those of you that do, You'll discern those voices. You'll know which voice is God. Are y'all with me? I'm trying to move quickly from that. You'll know which voice is God, which voice is some other voice. It can be your own voice. Do you know you speak to your own self, especially when you want something and you're trying to win that argument with the Holy Ghost? And you're saying, but, and you're the voice that says, but. And he's the voice that says, this and this and this. Amen. And so we need to discern these voices. Our voice from the enemy's voice from God's voice. And so that we can follow and wholly follow him. Amen. The Holy Spirit safeguards us. Amen. He protects us from all harm and danger. You know, the Holy Spirit is always there. Helping us to move from one place of safety to another. Don't go down that street. Go down this street. Well, I, this is the way I, I, I go home all the way this time. But go down this way. Because there's an accident waiting for you here. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to us all the time like that. He, he, Because he loves us so much. And that's his job. He doesn't mind doing his job. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be like the Pharisees who had, they had wrong motives. In their hearts, they didn 't want the Holy Spirit they didn 't want Jesus because they already knew everything. Are y'all hearing me today? Amen they didn 't have a passion for holiness; they liked things just the way they were amen they didn 't want to partake of the fullness of god 's spirit because they thought they were holy enough. Amen, they thought they had it already don 't be like the Pharisees you know we can we can Allow that spirit to creep inside of us where we think we got it already. We got enough of everything already and we don't need to change. We don't need this or we're okay where we are. Don't be like the Pharisees. Amen. Nothing but a religious spirit. And that religion tries to jump on us all the time. But you know what? We can kick that thing out. We can recognize that it's there and we can get rid of it. Amen. We can rebuke that thing and disallow it to even manifest in our lives. You can stop it before it gets bad. Amen. So the the Pharisees didn't want to partake of the fullness of God because they had it all. In fact, they thought they knew more than Jesus. And that's why they used to say, what man or man is this? And who do he think he is He can come in this church and tell us what to do? You know, this is our church. see, they set the standard. They set the rules. And they wanted those rules to be obeyed by everybody, even Jesus. And that's a whole lot of big-headedness. But, but the Holy Spirit wants us to be normal and level-minded. He wants us to, you know, just be allow Him to work in our lives and not think ourselves more than what we are. Amen. Let's go to one more scripture, uh, Romans eight. Oh yeah. Romans eight, verse fourteen. And most of you know my pages in Romans. I don't know what happened to them, but I'm going to read as much as I can. It says, in verse 14 of Romans eight, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And so you have to be led by the Holy Ghost. If you're not led." then you're not a son, because sons are led by God. Amen? For, so, for as many are led by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you're, I can't, I'm, my page is torn. So if somebody can read that. But, yeah. I got that part, but it was a, another word left out. I don't remember this. But anyway, we, uh, the spirit of adoption allows us to cry out, "Father," because we know who we are. We know who our Father is. Our Father is God. But there are many that don't don't cry out to Him, because they're not sons. Amen. They're their own praise and worship team. Amen. And they're taken. Uh, instructions from their own selves or from somebody else that they put in god's place are y'all here today and so we need to stay humble to the holy ghost allow the holy spirit to teach us and to lead us and to guide us into all truths and it's why the holy spirit does that because he doesn't want us want us to be following some trend or some doctrine that's weird and so he keeps us stable, and he keeps us with the herd. Nothing wrong with being with the herd. You know, everybody wants to be different, but it's okay to be with the herd, amen, because, you know, those who are led by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, amen, and he won't lead you in a wrong place, amen. So as many are led of God, these are the sons, so, in other words, you need the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you if you're a child of God. Are y'all here today? Yes, Amen. We need to be led. So, what do you need to do? Submit to the Holy Ghost and allow him to lead and guide your life and take, first, take precedence in your life. Don't try to override the Holy Spirit. Let him call the shots. In your life. And then you follow what he tells you is okay. It's okay to go here. Don't go there. It's okay to go here. Amen. Allow him. Don't, don't you be the judge of that. You know, because we, we're not the master of our ship. Or I should say the captain of our soul. We're not that. You know, but he's the sheep. He's the, the shepherd. We're the sheep. And we follow him. And he leads and guides us into all things, all good things. So allow the, the fountain of life, who's Jesus, to take over in your life. Amen. And it's nothing but love. God's fountain fills us up with his love. And you don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You're about your father's business. Amen. Amen. So i just want to leave with let the healing waters flow amen so that you'll be a witness on this earth with fruit that remains it's yes. the so only way you're going to get good fruit is allowing the holy spirit to come into your heart and guide your life and make you comfortable with you and then with others make you comfortable with god and his purpose for you on this earth so father we thank you We thank you for the people who are here. Lord, we thank you. Amen. We thank you for what you're doing in this hour. So let the healing waters flow. Heal us, Father. Bless us. Heal our minds, our hearts, our motives, and teach us by your spirit. Teach us. We're humbling ourselves to you, Lord God, to do a complete work. And we know that you promised to complete the good work that you have started in us. And we thank and praise you. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And praise. I just want to ask, is there anyone in here that does not pray in tongues before you run off? Anybody, if you know somebody, point them out. Okay. (laughs) Is there anybody that does not pray in tongues that would like to pray in tongues? Yeah, check your neighbor. Check your neighbor. Amen. Yeah, yeah. sometimes that'll work. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it ain't. (laughs) Yeah, see, there's a lot of false things going around, too. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to receive the offering. Amen. Hallelujah. Amos nine thirteen yeah. through 15. The message translation. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. And that's on our t-shirt. Yeah. Amen. It it. Um, I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. And they'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. And they'll never again be rooted up from the land that I have given them. God, your God says so. Hallelujah. So God is talking about here in Amos nine thirteen a better, stronger covenant with God, where you do less and he does more. Amen. All we need to do is to trust. This is a time in, in the body of Christ where we trust him to do what he says. Take God at his word. Amen. He promises to increase all that we invest in the kingdom of God, because when you sow a seed, It will produce a harvest. And God in Amos 9.13 is talking about a quick harvest even before you sow. Amen. Increasing all that we invest in the kingdom of God. Amen. He's talking about a a supernatural flow where you depend less on the natural and more on the supernatural. A supernatural flow where God is saying, I'll create uh, a fountain from heaven. To fill your bank account or do whatever it is that you need when you run short. And see, the thing about Amos nine thirteen is you don't run short. It's supernaturally conti- a continual flow. See, when we depend on the natural, we run out or we get we start adding up those bills and we say, oh boy, I am you know it's looking pretty low. But when <laughs> but when you when you're dependent on a supernatural flow, it never stops. It can, before you run out, it's there again. It's more. It's more. Just like the widow that poured the oil in those crudes. And it, it never ran dry. And so this is where God, I believe in Amos nine thirteen, is trying to move us from where we are to where we need to be. And we need to be in a place where we're not dependent on the natural circumstance. We're not dependent on our, our paycheck and our businesses. We're dependent on God to keep that flow. Amen? This is what we're we're doing you know again yeah, we have to go to work and you know that kind of stuff but with amos nine thirteen, your money will go further